Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine podcast, and uh, we want to welcome you to part two of today's podcast with Anne Louise Gittleman, and she is a really good person uh, to set the stage for fulfilling your 2016 New Year's resolution, whether it's to get healthier or whether it's to lose those extra few pounds or maybe overcome some of the toxicity that you may have accumulated over the holidays. Uh, she's a great go-to resource. Resource. She's written numerous books. Her latest is Eat Fat, Lose Weight. We talked about it in part one. Uh, so, Anne Louise, in this part of the podcast, I'd like you to, you know, you are perhaps one of the foremost experts on detoxification. You were talking about detoxification before it was even fashionable. So many people are doing their January detox. And so what uh, advice do you have for them? And, and explain, what, what were you talking about when we were discussing detox? Well, we're talking about the importance of detox to kind of cleanse the system, uh, to cleanse the system for a fresh start, and there's no better time than certainly this month in January. But I really believe, Dr. Ron, that it's helpful to do a detox seasonally, to do a detox maybe four times a year, spring, summer, fall, and winter, to kind of prepare yourself for the seasonal assaults that could be affecting the various organs of the season. And so I believe that right now it may be very, very helpful to do something that's very good for the adrenals. The adrenals, the kidneys, the lungs, for example, would be very helpful for the winter time. And in that regard, I think it might be helpful to understand that whenever you do a detoxification and you're drinking a lot more liquids, perhaps that vegetable juice mixture we spoke of, the two ounces of the beet, the carrot, the cucumber, the celery, and you do that first thing in the morning, that not only are you going to be detoxifying your system healthfully with all the nutrients and the enzymes of the vitamins and minerals from the juice, but what you also have to understand is that when your body starts to detoxify, one of the places that it throws all of its metabolic waste is going to be the bile, which is that, that theme that I wrote about in Eat Fat, Lose Weight, because bile is not only the, in the substance that breaks down fats into small particles, but it's also the substance that your body uses to remove toxins. So it needs to be functioning properly. It needs to be flowing smoothly. It needs to be congested, decongested. It needs to be thinned out. And that is, again, where that same nutrient that's good to break down fats comes into play, a non-GMO soy lecithin or even a sunflower lecithin to decongest the bile. Or there is a nutrient, and that would be choline at 500 mm -hmm. milligrams a day to decongest bile. I think it's one of the most important nutrients to make sure that your fatty liver is decongested as well. And that betaine that you're getting in the beet. So all of that, to me, is exceedingly important, as well as a wonderful source of fiber that's going to escort all of those bile mm -hmm. acids out of the body. Because right. if, you, if you're constipated, you, you know that you're not properly detoxing, and, and your bile is simply accumulating and you're recirculating the toxins back into your system, right? And that that's so very true, and that's why fiber makes us free, and that's where the Eat Fat Lose Weight 
particular seeds come into play, whether it's two to three tablespoons of ground-up toasted flax seed mm-hmm. a day or chia would be very helpful or even hemp seeds. So, yeah, all of that's important. It all kind of ties into one another. So this is the season of detox. But, again, I think it's important that if you're going to be detoxing, you keep your body very warm, especially in colder weather. You don't want to shock your system, so you want warmth. Uh, this might be the season of, for doing something like a, um, oh, I would think that you could use a castor oil pack, for example, maybe very helpful for the bile as well as the gallbladder and the liver because that is the most important detoxification organ. And drinking a lot of liquids, whether it's um, hot water with specifically a tea that's very helpful for the liver, which is good old-fashioned dandelion root tea mm, that can yes. decongest the bile. And, and it's very gentle, very high in potassium, which is a very important detox mineral, as well as taking in more magnesium, and that's where your, your spa baths come in, come in handy in terms of the detoxification effects of an Epsom salt bath, which is so important at two cups you know, per hot bath to kind of get all of the, the lactic acid out of the, the muscles and to relax them so that your body can detoxify and move out some of the stored waste. Yeah, so those are some uh, practical tips. Now, are you a a fan of fasting? Do you think people should, some people embark on a water fast or like a diluted broth and and diluted juice fast? Do you find that that is a, a, a proper means of detoxification or are you concerned that people will be nutritionally depleted during that time? You know, it's really interesting because one man's meat is another man's poison or maybe one man's detox is another man's poison. I think it's very, very individual. Um, For those that have any of the genetic glitches, I'm one of those people that can't detoxify properly. I could Mm -hmm. never engage in a fast. But certainly something not longer than two to three days at this time of the year might be very helpful, provided that you're eliminating properly or you're doing some coffee enemas or a series of colonic irrigations. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting now. They're, They're talking about the benefits of coffee consumption orally, that coffee actually dramatically reduces the risk of fatty liver. Uh, It reduces the risk of insulin resistance, even reduces the risk of certain forms of liver cancer. So this whole thing about coffee enemas that was thought to be the the utmost heresy, you know, the hocus pocus, the worst aspects of, you know, woo-woo medicine have now been validated because you do detox the liver with coffee and better it should go up, you know, the the rear entry rather than orally. Oh, I agree. And it can be a lifesaver for individuals with certain types of diseases and disorders, and particularly with those with certain kinds of cancer. And it was something that was that was well explained and heralded by, uh, may he rest in peace, Dr. Nicholas Nick Gonzalez. Nick Gonzalez, good colleague of ours and uh, you know, a frequent contributor here on Intelligent Medicine. We miss him very much. But he was uh, very reliant on uh, detoxification through coffee enemas. And this is a very highly scientifically trained um, uh, expert physician who who saw the merit in some of these traditional practices, and now science is validating that. Which I think is wonderful because it always comes around to truth, and so I think 2016 will probably be the year when even more truth will be will be evident to so many more people that are seem to seem to be waking up and seeing. You know, seeing the light and seeing what makes sense and using their own bodies as guinea pigs, so to speak, and understanding that what what we're now finding is, is truth or becoming scientifically validated is, is flying in the face of what we used to think was conventionally, you know, the be-all and the end-all. 
Well, you know, you threw in something about genetic testing. You said that you have a unique genetic type. Uh, is this something that you're getting into? Because I'm getting into it a little bit uh, with our patients. We're beginning to predict a little bit uh, how patients might respond to certain nutrients, what some of their characteristics are. It's it's not yet rocket science, but it's beginning to give us a sense of, say, some people need certain more B vitamins. Some people have uh, resistance to uh, vitamin D. They need more, uh, and so on and so on. Oh, I think it's very important. You know, I'm I'm a I guess I'm a homozygous on 1298, which means Uh-oh. that I need. Yeah, it's so interesting that I need more B12. And interestingly enough, um, I've always needed more B12. So uh, I find all that quite interesting. It's just figuring out the the methods, whether it's methylated B12, whether it's hydroxy B12, whether it's a shot of B12. And I also love the CBS, you know, genetic glitches that we're finding with individuals that are not breaking down sulfur properly. So mm-hmm. knowing all this will just give us more ammunition in allowing us to age better and to live longer but much more healthfully, and I think that's really what it's all about. It's being vital and being healthy and being radiant, no matter what age and stage of life you are. What are some of the other basic tests that inform you about a patient? Uh, I love the genetic 23andMe testing that anybody can do. I find that very, very helpful. Which is now back, uh, because for a while it was, uh, it was banned, and then they came back, they reconfigured it and reintroduced it, got it approved, and now it's back online. It's back online, but I think that that's very, very helpful for people. And I'll tell you something else that I'm finding very helpful because it's something that I wrote about years ago before it became something that became very, very popular. I find that knowing somebody's blood type has been absolutely essential in being able to predict some of their health, um, their, how shall I say this, some of their health journeys. And so knowing what a person's blood type is, again, has been helpful to me in terms of some of their dietary uh, do's and don'ts in terms of which lectins they should avoid. Give us an an example of how that might work. So say uh, I'm a typo, for example. I'm a type. What would be the advice to me? Well, you're a typo. So so knowing that you're a typo and not knowing anything else about you, I would say that exercise for you is absolutely essential. Absolutely essential. You, You nailed that. Yeah, I would say High that levels it's just of exercise. important. High levels of cardiovascular exercise mm-hmm. would be very important. I'd say that you were an individual that needed, uh, that was very productive. I would say also that for you, you wouldn't do well with a lot of dairy foods, a lot of grain foods, and really don't True. do well with sugar at all. True. Would, would, now, like to, would like to, but I don't do well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, I would think that that would be the case. But that, that, um, that might be said I, for anyone, though. That, that's sort of, since the type O is the most... Not for me. Okay. No, no, You mean no, you, no. you can eat a lot of sugar uh, and dairy and, begs, and wheat? She begs to differ. Well, no, but I, don't, but I don't do well with a whole lot of cardiovascular exercise. I need oh, much okay. more mild exercise. Okay. Are you, and, a, are uh, you an A? Thing, You're an A? No, I'm a B. I'm Uh-oh. a B. I'm a, I'm a very eccentric B. Oh, okay. Well, we're a little odder than, than the, some of the other types. We, we actually overproduce cortisol, which I think has been so okay. interesting, okay. and it's very true in my case, which is why I do so much cortisol testing with all my patients. But with me, very particularly, I don't do well with certain foods that I find um, very challenging sometimes. And I also think that we are the type that have a lot of slow-growing viruses. The A's, the O's can be very acidic, 
A's need more hydrochloric acid. They don't do well with um, a lot of, uh, they can become very yeasty, much more sensitive, very, very detailed oriented. And their whole, their whole series of books that were written by Japanese researchers many years ago on, on you are your blood type. And I find that exceedingly helpful with people because it's a fun thing, Dr. Ron. People don't quite think it's scientific. And so, you know, they, they look at it tongue in cheek and they're yep. more likely to just say, yeah, that's me. That's that you really, you really nailed me. Yeah, no, my, my I take find on that it, you know, very and helpful. I'll, I'll share my take on that. I think there is some merit to the, the blood type thing. I just don't think it's the end all and be all because there's so many genes we could do eye color, we could do hair color, we could do skin color, racial. There's just so many characteristics. But blood type, I think there are. It's been proven that, for example, uh, certain blood types ha- are more prone to blood clots. Uh, others less, some more prone to infections, some more prone to inflammation, some more prone to heart disease. There is some correlation, but it's not uh, perfect. And there's so many, there's such an admixture of genes that people have that we have to kind of look at the whole picture. So, what I don't, I don't disagree with you. But every everybody that is a uh, type A usually needs hydrochloric acid and has a real problem in terms of stomach acid and a whole slew of problems that results from not being acidic enough when it comes to the stomach. Mm-hmm. I'll look for that. So, what else do you find yeah, useful? Yeah, look for that. What else do you find? I find that very useful. Uh, I do an awful lot of testing. Let me just think on this. In terms of hormones, I do a lot of hormone testing. In terms of estrogen, estradiol, estriol, progesterone, which I find universally deficient and really deficient in just about every age and stage of life with so many people because we're not eating enough zinc, which is a precursor to progesterone and so important for brain functioning, although most people don't recognize that. Testosterone, uh, insulin, DHEA, I find all that important. And also assessing one's risk of cardiovascular disease. Um, I think the VAP testing is very important. Mm-hmm. I'm finding that looking at um, elements in terms of uh, rheumatoid arthritis factor is very helpful. Um, Autoimmunity. I'm also very, very much so. And I look very carefully at blood tests in terms of CBCs and looking at which of their white blood counts are elevated, which are not. I see a lot, lot of virus, a lot of bacteria, and a lot of parasites. So I'm very big on poop. High, high eosinophils uh, in the blood and maybe you know uh, stool tests that confirm the presence of parasites. Yeah, we actually, see that you, in high monocytes. Didn't you write a book about parasites? You wrote a book, it's something like uh, What's Eating You or something like that? Isn't that yours? <laughs> well, that's a, good, that's a good title for a new book. It's Guess What Came to Dinner. Yeah, oh, Guess What Came to Dinner. Similar. Okay, guess that's what, right. Guess What Came to Dinner. Okay, so you yeah, were, you were really I, uh, ahead of the curve on that subject as well. Well, I, being so sensitive and being that B blood type, there we go again. Um, yeah, I've, I've experienced so many of these things, and I figure that if, you know, if it happened to me, it may happen to other people, and I've just felt so motivated to really mm-hmm. want to share that message with so many other individuals. That's a biggie. The parasite connection is big and still very, very okay. ignored, uh, undetected, and unrecognized by most traditional other medical doctors. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to ask a, a naive question now, and you know, believe me, I know that I know the facts of life. I've been, uh, uh, you know, my parents told me when I was young. But how are women different from men in terms of dieting? I'll, I'll append that part at least, because otherwise, it sounds like, well, what are you talking about? 
They don't. They seem to have more problems breaking down fats. Quite frankly, they have a lot more problems with their gallbladders uh, for some reason. Uh, that's one of the biggest. Maybe things because they have I less have body found. mass and they may not have as much uh, digestive strength because they don't have to support as much muscle and uh, you know height. Physical, their physical strength is less uh, on the line. It could be, and and because there's so many hormonal fluctuations that they're exposed to, I think that's one of the issues that's so important. And I think that what whereby both of them need the proper kind of essential fats, whether that's flaxseed oil, high high lignin flax seeds, uh, or even uh, I like the GLAs, whether it's even primrose oil, borage oil, or um, black currant seed oil. They also need the right kind of saturated fats, and women have a lot more problems, as I say, with the gallbladder. So they'll always need a digestive enzyme, whether that's more lipase, more of the lecithin, or more of the ox bile. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the primary differences that I see. And I also think that women need a lot more of the B vitamins to keep their nervous systems on a much more level and and, um, keel. Uh, Can you share with us uh, some of your beauty breakthroughs. You talk about rebuilding collagen in one of your recent blogs. Yeah, it's omega-7. And it it happened after I did the research for Eat Fat, Lose Weight. We're finding that there's an awful lot about omega-7 that's very important in terms of rebuilding collagen. Palmetto oleic acid. Yeah, you've got it. And yeah. it's, they're very highly found, of course, in the anchovy oil, but I don't know how many people are going to you know, be eating a lot of the anchovies. That's but rough. you could also get it in, yeah, it's rough for any of us. But you can also get this in macadamia nuts yes. or macadamia nut oil, which is one of the oils that has a very, very high smoking point and is much better to cook with, believe it or not, than even coconut oil has a higher smoking point. Mm-hmm. So I love the mac, the mac nuts, a little bit of the anchovy oil that you'll be seeing in certain dietary supplements, as well as sea buckthorn oil, which is a right. wonderful beautifying oil on which the inside not a, not that and stinky. the out. Not that stinky. I think that's okay. No, 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 no. Wonderful, wonderful source. So omega-7, there'll be, there'll be a lot more news about omega-7. And it's also very helpful because it will lower triglycerides. It will raise your HDL. Reduces inflammation, I think. It's it's said to reduce inflammation. It gets your C-reactive protein down. Very, very potently. And apparently it's better for for weight loss than than about 400 other fatty acids uh, for which it was tested against in certain laboratory studies. So it's an astonishing omega nutrient that nobody knows about yet. But hopefully when they read Eat Fat, Lose Weight, they will embrace it with open arms and an open mouth because it's delicious, especially in the form of the uh, macadamia nut, macadamia nut oil, and a little bit of the of the sea buckthorn. Well, that's that's sort of exciting news for 2016. Can you share with us any other uh, nutritional predictions for 2016, some breakthrough nutrient that's going to make the grade this year? Well, I'm hoping that bile is going to become the new probiotics, that we're going to look at okay. bile as being just as important as probiotics, so that's number one. And you can get I that in over-the-counter the supplements that contain, uh, the, the key ingredient to look for is ox bile. I would say it's oxbile, yes. In, in a pancreatic enzyme. In a hundred milligrams. In a pancreatic, in a pancreatic enzyme. enzyme. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. And that was the key, of course, you know, to 
to really um, getting rid of certain types of, of major degenerative diseases. So, so that's very important. I'm also going to suggest for this year that we're going to start to look at um, red as being the new green, and that's the Rubio's tea, which I think is very, uh -huh. very helpful in terms of all the wonderful antioxidants. I'd like to see something take the place of kale in all of our green smoothies. So let's bring back alfalfa, which is a much higher source of minerals and not so high in the toxic thallium or possible oxalic acid right. uh, that kale will bring to the table. And it, kale being and uh, also, a cruciferous uh, vegetable, maybe you know thyroid action there. You know, anti-thyroid at effects. least too much of a right. At least too much of a good thing. I would yeah. suggest in that regard. And then I would say that the other issue is I think that we're going to be seeing more of these high-fat diets, but again, only if you're able to digest them is really what the, the caveat is going to mm -hmm. be there. Uh, there is a new sweetener that's out on the market that we should let everybody know about. It's called yeah. Lakanto. Oh. And it actually tastes good. It tastes like sugar, looks like sugar, cooks like sugar, bakes like sugar. And it's a combination of monk fruit, which is the fruit of immortality, and uh, erythritol, but it is a non-GMO erythritol. So you, I'm very excited it? about Lakanto. L-A-K-A-N-T-O. L-A-K-A-N-T-O, Lakanto. Haven't yeah, seen it yet. Yes, okay. you must look into it. Yeah, you've got to look into it. It's, it's not inexpensive, that I will say, but I've used it in a lot of our recipes and eat fat, lose weight, and it's it actually tastes... It, it, there's no aftertaste. It's very acceptable, very acceptable. Well, you're always into some really exciting stuff, and uh, you can learn the latest uh, from Anne Louise via her website, which is annelouise.com. Always uh, interesting, reliable information there. And her new book, Eat Fat, Lose Weight. So our, our intelligent medicine uh, take-home message for the day is uh, check out the website. Anything else that people should look at? They should learn to eat fat and lose weight. Indeed. All right. We <laughs> called it. And uh, there we go. <laughs> we're off to a good start in 2016, thanks to you. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. And Louise Gittleman, uh, truly uh, one of the uh, uh, real luminaries in this field of natural medicine uh, for so many years. Appreciate you joining us today. I'm Dr. Ronald My Hoffman. My pleasure. A very happy new year to you and to our listening audience. We hope it's a good one and that you um, can uh, fulfill your health resolutions uh, this January. We'll have lots more in terms of health information coming up for you. So uh, please join us for 2016 to stay abreast of the latest information. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine.